we're floating like butterflies and we're stinging like bees. Rumble, you badass jet pilots, rumble. Hi, I'm Drew Brown. Welcome to the Wingman Show. We hope to inspire, we hope to entertain, and we hope to all learn something so we can all grow and be better people. Well, I'll tell you something about a wingman. You need a wingman so you make sure you don't get shot down in life. And my wingman is my main man, my friend, Dr. Paul Thompson. What's up, brother Paul? Not much. It's a beautiful day. It's nice and sunny, uh, cool. Had a good workout today running outside my home. Worked out for 45 minutes. I'm glad to be alive. Glad to be with you. And ladies and gentlemen, you just heard from Drew Brown, Dark Gable, the American dream. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the pilot's pilot, the role model's role model, and most importantly, his royal fullness. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I was laughing because you forgot to do it. And I was like, dang, this was a new one. And then you came on too. I love you, Paul. Good. What do you got for us today? What are we doing? Well, you were talking, we want to talk about uh, the attacks in Atlanta recently and maybe around the country. And what does that really mean? And is it a thing? It, uh, it's, it's making the rounds from the White House to the lowest levels. So you want me to put my first two cents on it? Because I definitely will. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think it was, first of all, horrific, obviously, and people lost their lives. Human beings lost their lives before we say anything else. And that's always horrific. So my take on it, when I first heard this, and I, I just want to be mathematical here. I just try to be like Sherlock Holmes when I hear things like this. It said that six out of the eight people that were murdered were Asian, which would be 75% of the people that were killed were Asian. Yet it happened at three spas, massage parlors that I don't know if they're known for sex, but massage parlors are known for having sexual encounters. And that was a hundred percent. And I just wanted to know why the media jumped all over race as soon as they could, when yet it led more to a sex probably killing than race. And I thought about that. Guess what? I think Shorty came in because we need to talk about Asian hate. So even if it's not true, you got to think a little bit why things happen. And I don't know what happened. I don't know why things happen. But what an excellent time to talk about Asian hate. And one of the shows we're going to do, Paul, we're talking about $100,000 men that black women were looking for or white women were looking for high income making men. Do you know who the highest income earners in America? What ethnicity? Mm, tell me. Asian. And I'll show the graph later. I'll put it up now if you want to see it. But that's something. The other thing I heard that's really important. It's almost like black people have been around so long. They almost they, OK. We're, we're, black people are part of America now. This is what the white man might think. But the Asians, to them, for some reason, look foreign. And believe it or not, during World War II, they really, they locked up a whole lot of Asians. They had Japanese concentration camps right here in America, and they were locking up American Asians. And I think from that point on, with you know, kamikazes, killed the Japs, all that, I think from there, it started a base of hate for Asians. 
Another thing is that Chinese, this is my philosophies, but a lot of Chinese people who get here are extremely smart. And it's not that Chinese people are smart. It's the ones that get here are smart, if that makes sense. So in our minds, ooh, all Asians can do math, which is not true. There are billions of Asians that can't do math, but they're not the ones who make it to America. So Asian hate is horrific. Uh, another thing I want to tell you about Asian hate is or this killing. What does the one thing that's um, in common? Let me start that over. What's okay? Let me try it again. Um, there's one thing that these people have in common with the capital, the people who uh, tried to destroy the capital, the people who don't like black people are the same people who don't like Asians. This is one group of terrorists. And nobody's mentioned that. They're not separate groups. People who don't like Jews, blacks, Asians, Hispanics. They're one group of people, one group of mindset, if that makes any sense to you. And what we need to do is stop hate against humans. But Asian hate has been around and it seems like it doesn't get a lot of attention for some reason. And I'm not sure, but God bless Asians because I love Asian food. I love Asian food and I love Asian people, too. So um, well, what is got, your opinion? You've got, you know, you've, you've got a lot of conflicts uh, you've had in this country forever. Go back to the Chinese Exclusion Act or this act or that act. And even in terms of uh, the timing of the coronavirus, there were attacks against Asians in, in London, for example, and other places I understood, uh, parts of Italy, parts of France, incidents here, incidents there, maybe incidents in Asia. The reality is, you know, when you talk about Asia, most of the people in the world are Asian technically. It's the, it's the biggest area. And it's not just mm -hmm. Japan and China it goes to the subcontinent of India, by definition. Some people don't realize folk, people in India are classified as Asians. So it, mm -hmm. uh, it spans a lot of cultures, a lot of colors, a lot of this, a lot of that. But the, the people seem to, seem to be taking the brunt of it are women and small and elderly people. Uh, from what I've seen, at least on video, it's not a lot of folks, you know, in the UFC getting in the fight to some senior citizen, somebody by our age or older, you know, that's taken on a teenager. So it's not a fair fight. It's it's it, these are typically punks. Yes, it is. Do you think it has something to do with the mindset that Asian men know karate? I don't think I don't think so. I don't think that uh, I don't think that stereotype is 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 that fast. Most don't that I've I've run across. I've, I've taken some instruction from some great people, but on this on on average, you know, the Bruce Lee stereotype. Bruce Lee is Bruce Lee, and realize if he was alive today, he'd be the oldest person in the room. He'd be about eighty-one. Wow. So the Bruce Lee we think still of kick is, your butt, perhaps so. Like Mike Tyson, thirty years probably still hurt you very badly, but uh, very bad. you know. A Bruce Lee of 32 when he died, probably a little different than a Bruce Lee of 81, 85 years old. So, you know, size matters. I don't think I don't think it's a martial arts kind of thing. I think it's just that uh, 
Some people see something different. And uh, there's a lot of opportunistic street crime, a lot of crime, a lot of stuff happening around where I live. But why on Asians? Why on Asians? Why on Asians? Why are they picking out Asians as one of the people to beat up their women and their children? And don't you agree that it's the same people that went to the Capitol and it's the same people who talk about they don't like Black Lives Matter? Uh, to, to some extent, but when you look at it internationally, it's it's a wide it's a wider group. It's uh, maybe petty jealousies. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes maybe someone Can is I- not treated well in an establishment. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm not familiar with it. When I when I grew up, there was there was there's Asian restaurants in my neighborhoods when before I could even stay home by myself. They were there forever. Guys, we, we used to go to uh, Chinatown, in New York. You know, watch kung fu movies when when that stuff wasn't mainstream. You had to go down there and see it. We never had any problem. I never saw any problem. It was quiet. Food was great, and I never heard of any kind of incidents till the last, eh, maybe from the eighties. Some things started to happen in uh, I know Koreatown in uh, Los Angeles, and there's some stuff in New York. And I had a couple, you know, a little incident myself a long time ago in New York in the eighties. That was just kind of the kind of came and and, and went. Uh, one of the things that this is just a, a theory is that when immigrants come to this country, wherever they're from, they seem to learn the rules of the road very, very quickly. Doesn't matter where they're from. They could be the whitest of the white, wow, or or blue black. They know who's who, who's up, who's down, where they can locate, and what they can get away with. Who will be who will be good? Who will be trouble? So one of the benefits of being an immigrant in America, particularly now and perhaps maybe the last hundred years, is that because of the the, the tiered caste system that exists, you can really never be collectively below black people. You have a floor. What I see now, the perception is that that floor, that black floor, if you will, has been moved, moved away and someone has been cast down. And now they're being jumped on some of them may be Arabs after, uh, or Middle Eastern people after 9-11. I had a good friend, great friend, uh, lived in West New York, New Jersey. And he talked about uh, the police coming in there, doing stuff that you don't hear and uh, hear about in the news, you know, rooting out terrorists or looking who is who, who is this. And because of his complexion, he looked, he, he fits the bill, you know, even though he's from Queens. <laughs> You know, they didn't know what his mm-hmm. name was, and he was he had a couple of couple of uh street interrogations that uh as soon as he opened up his mouth, okay, it's over. But initially he he fit the profile. So when you sort of fit a certain profile, you might expect to get uh get hassled. So now they feel that maybe in just over over a weekend feel that uh you know they're being picked on as a group nationally even though this thing happened in atlanta it's close to me you know i'm not going to, i never went to those spas believe it or not one this the scene of the second and third shooting is next to one of my doctors i know so i parked my you know where i parked I'm my glad car. your car I mean, wasn't there no i was i was I'm glad your car wasn't like, there no it was like it was like two months ago i was here about a month ago just like it's just an industrial park nothing special but we see something that you're familiar with. Say, so, yeah, I know where, exactly where that is. I was there, you know, two months ago. It has a different significance. But anyway, you know, yeah. you have uh, people that come with 
you know, with their baggage, their beliefs, and they come here and they see the system as it is. And one of the quickest way to quicker ways to be aligned with a dominant society is to actually adopt its prejudices. You know, yes, under the yes. and get the with the people who are on top. Get with the people who are on top. And a yes. lot of immigrants come here and they associate with whites. With they power. associate and want to be white. Yeah, yeah. You, that's the power. So you a got black person doesn't have a dark skinned yeah. person doesn't have that opportunity. Right. And they know that. They know that. They, and they maybe within their own society. So they all kind of blend together, even the caste system. It all kind of the color, it all it all blends together. So you've got a top and a bottom, and you come to a place. Typically, when you come to a new area, you're new, you're usually on the bottom. But in America, that's not the case. You've got an automatic buffer. You've got an automatic buffer from the floor. So if that buffer is suddenly taken away, you can see why people are kind of crying out at a national level. And because of international pressures in the countries that maybe they're from or they represent, you know, there's there's an international uh, part Paul, of it. Too. China is a threat to America. China is a threat. Everything in Walmart is made in China. If I went to your house and took out everything that was made in China or had something made in China, you'd have nothing left. So China is, you know, there's a lot of avenues to this. One other thing I wanted to say, well, first, my, my introduction, and I'm just telling on myself, my Jewish grandmother used to call the Chinese food chinks, and that's a derogatory term. But it's not derogatory if that's the first word you hear about Chinese. So that was my first introduction to Chinese, was Chinese food and Chinese laundry in Brighton Beach. So this is a Jewish woman from Russia who is calling Chinese people chinks. And why does she mm -hmm. call them that? Because everybody else does. So it's right. not always racism. That's their name. Number right. two, which is racist, we all the time think Chinese or Japanese. Now, that's just one historical one. They do not like each other. And the Japanese were really incredibly mean to the Chinese. And when we group them together, that's not good. And, that, and they don't like that. This is why I, I tell me if I'm making sense. They did a survey. They said 43.3% of all the attacks were on Chinese people. Of all the Asian attacks, 43.3% were on Asian. Do you truly believe anybody who attacked one of these Asians, or let's go with the 99 percentile, do you think these people actually picked out a certain group of Asians or picked out somebody who was just had slanty eyes and looked like an Asian? I do not believe they picked the Chinese over a, a Japanese. Right, right. Because right. we're I mean, once so again talking about ignorant capital raping people, the people who right. went to the Capitol, the people who don't like Black Lives Matter and the people who are hurting anybody. These, especially now Asians, are the same group of people. And that's right. my point of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, you look for a scapegoat. There's a case in the early 80s uh, where there was, I believe, was a, a Chinese gentleman that was beaten to death by a couple of uh, factory workers in Detroit because they were accusing him of uh, taking their jobs. That's when Japanese cars were a thing, you know, were just coming up. You know, he wasn't Japanese. Mm -hmm. He was Chinese. But that 
didn't matter. He looked at, you know, they beat him to death. After when the, uh, uh, the Iranians took American hostages in the 70s for, you know, that, uh-huh. that long period of time that we were both involved in. I know I have a friend that lives in the Midwest. He was saying up here, they're, they're beating up Mexicans because they, they, they think they're Iranians. They don't know one from the other. You know, that's, that'll, that'll happen. Just like my friend, you know, he's, he's pulled over because he thinks he's, he's Abu something or other. But no, no, he's a guy from Queens, but he looks like that. I, had, uh, I used to own a house with a guy that looked like Osama bin Laden. He looked a lot like him. He's a little shorter, but he had that look. He was from Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> and I asked him one time, I said, <laughs> if, if I turn you in, could I, can we split the $25 million bounty? He said, mm-hmm. if I could get it, I'd turn myself in. You know, he said he was a truck driver. He, he wasn't Osama. He's, he's a truck driver. The one thing we're real lucky about is the enemy is ignorant. Yes. The enemy is ignorant. The people who I want to get to, the people who are doing these things are not the smartest and most educated people in the world. So that's right, why right, I believe right. number six, good will always overcome evil. And since we're talking about the facts in life, this is our eighth show. So we're going to come up to the eighth fact in life. And the eighth fact in life is emit integrity and respect. Emit integrity and respect. And I'll tell you something. There are some people who walk this earth who you just trust automatically. Some of them are scammers. (laughs) But there are some people who I know who are just honest people. My grandfather Papa Jack was one of those men. Papa Jack was one of those men. But I always thought, and I'll I'll give you a story. Daddy was coming in from a fight, and I had to pick him up at the airport. And I saw him, and then I walked behind him, step by step, this close to him. And I didn't understand why he didn't feel me. And I said, Dad, how come you don't know I'm here? And he turned around and said, because I ain't done nothing wrong. If you know what that means, that means freedom. When you're not, you know, no matter what you got, I'd rather have five dollars that's legal than a hundred thousand and have to look over my shoulder every day. Okay. Honesty, integrity. I served the United States by going into the military. We both did. We both could have died for this country. So if a cracker ever calls me something bad, he better put sir after it. So I have honor. You have honor. A lot of people have honor. And that's one of the things that I'm sure my mother and father are proud of. But, you know, lying, cheating and stealing. We talked about the third fact of everything you do comes back to you. It just comes back. So be careful. But admit integrity and respect. The second part, respect. Whenever I speak to people or whenever I speak to younger people, especially, I says, look, I'm going to give you a Hanukkah present. I'm going to give you a Christmas present. I'm going to give you this present. So just repeat after me. This will make your life 30% easier. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Please. Thank you. You're welcome. And God bless you if you sneeze. If you show respect, then you can demand respect. There's my point. I agree. There's a great man that I know once said very simply, in order to get respect, you need to be respectable. Mm. simple but it's right so, you know, I've, mm-hmm. we don't think about it that much or young people don't think about it that much I want respect, respect 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 okay you know what are you 
particularly if you come at somebody disrespectfully or threatening or whatever, it's just conflict. So it's, it, that's a nice theory, but it's a two-way street. Yes. Integrity. The word integrity means, you know, I need to, you need to have such a good spirit about you that what comes out of your mouth, you do. And that's one of the four agreements. I read this book. And one of them is make your word impeccable. That's one thing that starts giving you integrity. Be true to what you say. You know, that's part of your integrity, being honest, not lying, not, not getting over. Getting over is a, just a concept we were you know, trying to get over, always get over. That's really another way of saying survival. You know, cockroaches do that. You know, I, I don't want to be a cockroach. They'll be here after new nuclear yeah, but, weapons, but I don't want to be a cockroach. You shouldn't want to be one. But of you got to admit, you got to admit where we grew up, a hustler. That's what you're doing. You're hustling. You're not doing good things. Right. Or, you know, I'm getting over. Or, man, that, that dude can really hustle. Well, it doesn't mean that he's doing good in math. It means he's taking right. a dollar and making it 10 some kind of way, whatever yeah. kind of way he has to without right. trying to go to jail. Right. It will catch you. That's my point. Right. You don't get away with it. Right. So right. don't do it. But you also have to be around people who have integrity. You can't be raised in a house that they're cheating the government at every corner. Everything they do is a scam, whether they're, you know, an insurance scam, this scam. They're always trying to, you know, prey on good people's equity you know that's why our insurance goes up because people fa- uh, file false claims that they can go to jail for but that's a hustle right, right i've right. seen it yeah I've, I've seen it too Insur- insurance is tough because they're very good people you know people burning down their houses and stuff like that those fire investigators are oh, very yeah. good i mean it's like watching kojak or some detective series <laughs> no 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 this is how you did it this is where it started this is you know you know Put your hands behind your That's head. That's true. Get marched away. Well, one of the yes. things that I do respect about you is that you have major big time integrity and you have major big time respect and you raised your family that way. And I did everything I could to raise mine. And I think my children uh, have integrity and they are respectful. Maybe not to me all the time about the respectful, but to everybody else, they are good kids. And I think that's an incredibly important asset to have as a human being. Oh yeah. Your kids are great kids. Maybe, maybe you're a little imperfect at times. That's correct. At times. Well, you know why that's, you know, I told people that my dad's the greatest, Oh, the guy behind me, that's my daddy. And I don't know when you're going to watch this, but yesterday was his birthday. So let me just say I light candles. I put pictures up because I have no idea when he died and don't want to remember that date. And people who are looking forward to my my dad died two weeks from now, 13 years ago. Well, who wants to remember that? Not yeah, me. I remember so anyway, birthdays. March 21st. That's all I celebrate birthdays. Because as far as I'm concerned, daddy hasn't left. The body left. But the spirit's talking on the wingman show right now and talking about wingman, Paul. You have a wingman story for us? Because I said something in the beginning that I think we came up with. You know, make sure you have a wingman so you don't get shot down in life. And with a good wingman, somebody's always watching out for you. I think a good wingman is uh, a good doctor. Good doctor. 
you know, I've had a couple of doctors tell me, this, you know, little conditions I had that, uh, you know, I wasn't aware of and how to treat it. And it doesn't sound like much, but certain things go untreated. It can actually be fatal. And you need to have a good relationship with your doctor, your medical personnel. Let them be wingmen. You know, you don't have to be buddy-buddy necessarily, but you need to tell them the truth. Hopefully, they'll tell you the truth. Do a little studying and work together. You know, sometimes you get these, these results back. You don't really want to know them but, or to want to see, the, see them if they're not good. But it's important, important to see them. Sometimes <laughs> your wingman will tell you stuff you don't want to hear. Oh, you got this. You got that. You need to work on it. I feel fine. Yeah, you feel fine now. Not, not in a couple of years. Do this, do that. Find out they're right. Help you protect yourself. How many? That's a wingman. How many people find out that they have something and make believe that they don't? How many people don't go to the doctor because they don't want to hear the truth? Right. I have two things about saying a doctor being your wingman. I don't know about you, but every doctor I've ever been to, I became friends with. Just to let you know that right now, they're taking care of me, and I like me. So every Christmas, I bring my doctor and the nurse and the staff member, I bring them a Christmas present. You better believe it. I bring my dentist a Christmas present. You better believe it. And the staff, they're taking mm -hmm. care of me. They're my wingmen. When they tell me something's wrong, I do it immediately. Mm -hmm. I do it immediately. This is the key, Paul. You can have a wingman and they tell you that there is a jet on your six. You need to turn left. It's still up to you to turn that jet left. So when your right. wingman gives you some information, like a doctor, well, since we're going to go here, like prostate cancer, you know, when, mm -hmm. a, when, a, when your wingman has to do something that you don't think is so good, sticking their finger up your butt, they're really not sticking their finger up your butt. They're looking in the rectal cavity for a polyp that might be cancer that will kill you. That's what they're right. doing. Right. But right. he's a wing, but you need to go to that wingman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the wingman's doing a hard maneuver, a hard maneuver on you, but it's necessary to keep you alive. So you don't get you shot get another down. One. Capture to kill. That's right. That's right. Oh, I like that. Shot down, capture to kill. Damn. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So we'll make that one of the things. Okay, you need a wingman so you don't get shot down, captured, or killed. That is wow. good. Yeah. Good one, Paul. You're, you're the bomb. Well, guess what, Paul? We're floating like butterflies and we stinging like bees. Rumble, you badass jet pilots, rumble. This has been a great show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your, your just your little bit of time because time is something we never get back. It's your most precious commodity. To my main man, my wingman, who I will listen to when he tells me something's wrong. Paul, I love you, man. See you later. Same here, Dark Gable. And to all you out there, thanks for your attention, your kind attention. And I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night. See you later. Bye. See you next show. <laughs>